Welcome to Generations Restored, where I take you on a profound journey through parenthood, unraveling the intricate tapestry of challenges, triumphs that come with raising the next generation. I'm your host, Quentin, aka Q, and I'm telling you now, brace yourself for an incredible heartfelt story from a father, myself, navigating the complex waters of fatherhood, redemption, and growth. Get ready to dive into Fatherless to Fatherhood. You see, this is probably going to be one of the most transparent and honest podcast shows because this is where I'm at, but it's not where I want to be. And I know I'm going to be better for it for my daughter in the future. But here we go. You know, being a father is no walk in the park. It's a profound journey marked by struggles and triumphs. You see, sometimes I have to deeply reflect on the difficulties I faced embodying the qualities I desired as a father and wanted to be a to my daughter. You see, I, I, I wanted to have a daughter because I, I thought that it would make me gentle, loving, more approachable, and simply more affectionate. But you see, in reality, it hasn't. I became what I didn't want to become. I've been what I, what I didn't and don't desire to be. I've been the opposite majority of the time in my daughter's life, who's loving, caring, and affectionate as any child in this world. You see, I'm first, I'm blessed with a a beautiful woman that puts up with a lot of my my masculine insecurities, you know, the the complaints, the the the, the inconsistencies of life, you know, but she stuck it out with me. She's done a phenomenal job raising our beautiful daughter. Where I've been blank, she's filled in the space. You see me, I grew up without my father. My father was something, you know, not to put my father down. My dad was involved in the streets. My dad was a felon. My dad did a lot of things in front of me in which it breaks my heart. My dad cannot go back and fix the past, but I can tell you later in this story, the story gets better. But I found myself, you know, without a dad who found himself in tons of trouble. You know, I found myself always being compared to my dad athletically I was way bigger than my dad, I'm taller than my dad. But my dad was an athletic freak of nature in high school, middle school, whatever you call it. State champion, things in which I never obtained, but he did. But I was compared to the greatness of of a man that, that I honestly barely knew. You know, as growing up, 
in reality, um, a lot of the time, you know, as a kid, you know, a lot of a lot of kids want to play games with you. They they talk about you, and you know, in my situation, without my dad, growing up without my dad, a lot of people knew that my dad wasn't there. My dad was locked up and in prison, and you know, as the jokes about being locked up echoed throughout my childhood. I discover, I discover solace and guidance from a mosaic of mosaic of influences such as my mother, my aunt, God rest her soul, my grandfather, God rest his soul, my grandmother who is still living, and I'm so appreciative of her, her love and just her giving heart, my uncles. Thank you to all three of my uncles who did their best to assist my mother. Thank you to my amazing church home, my pastor, who's still my mentor, who still reaches out, prays for me, and and wants to see me be the best man and father. And also thank you to all my mentors whether it be coaches. Friends, acquaintances, it doesn't matter. Thank you to each and every one of you. You see, their prayers, advice, and teachings were invaluable. But the absence of a true father figure left a void that was, is, hard to be fulfilled. You see, now as a father myself, I have to admit that I make a ton of mistakes and that, you know, parts of my relationship with my daughter, who's a <laughs> who's a spending image of a mother but looks like me as well, you know, it, it puts a strain on the relationship with my daughter. You know, sometimes it makes my daughter not want to speak to me, you know, and I've caused all these issues and I've been immature and lack of communication with her lack of communication, wanting to hear her, letting her speak. And, you know, God has chastised me from that numerous times. And I still do the same thing over and over and over again. And she's gotten used to the pattern in which I have brought into my home, the luggage in which I chose to bring and not leave behind. But you see, I've strained that relationship with my daughter. You know, despite hurting my daughter, her feelings or whatever, my daughter still forgives me. Now ask yourself over and over again as that parent in which you know you're raised, you know, I'm, I'm from East Texas, so I'm raised as a country boy. I was whooped. I, was, I wasn't putting time out. My devices weren't taken from me. I just wasn't given a device. I, I, we weren't even, you know, fortunate enough to have devices. I had to call off my friend's phone. And if any of you are listening, you know what I'm talking about. You know, I've had the conversations with my mom. You know, listen, people don't understand where you come from. I come from a home where, you know, you had to manually cut on the water, take the water out. <sighs> Holes in your bathtub, but, but that's not the point. But let me tell you this. Imagine yourself constantly doing something over and over and over again to your child and they get older. What do you think the relationship is gonna be like? You whoop your kid without giving them an explanation. 
You belittle your kid. You berate your kid without any explanation and, and you continue to do so. And your kid comes to you one day and says, hey, I, I forgive you. I put all that in the past. Let's move forward. You know, right now, as a child, my daughter does that, showing me mercy and grace and showing me, hey, dad, listen, though you make mistakes, dad, I'm, I'm here with you. I'm rocking with you. And she's so sweet and beautiful, man. And, and I'm, also, I'm so undeserving. But I chose to bring the baggage in from my fatherless home. You see, something I've learned is that any man can be a father, but it takes a real man to be a dad. Let that sink in. It takes a real mom to be a mother. But through it all, she forgives me. Show me mercy and grace, resilience and forgiveness that children extend all the time. You know, I realize the impact of my inconsistencies acknowledging that, you know, the challenge of being a present father is different. This is real reality. You see, fatherhood is a work of art not to be taken for granted. I recognize the importance of being a positive example and understanding that my actions and words shape the young woman in which I'm raising. You know, my wife tells me all the time, Quentin, she's watching you. And I brush it off. But you know, as time goes on, she's just, she just five. But you know, as time is going on, I see it. I see the mistakes in which I have placed upon my daughter. And I have talked to her and tried to correct those because at the end of the day, I don't want my daughter going to find someone that will belittle her, that will talk to her any kind of way. So therefore, as a man, as a father, I look at myself in the mirror and tell myself, even to this day, boy, you're going you gonna to do it. You're going to stop doing this. You're going to have to stop because at the end of the day, the world is getting wickeder and crazier. Kids these days, generation these days are insane. They will talk to you any kind of way and they will accept it, but not my daughter. So therefore, as the man and as the father, I have to change my tone, my presence. And my wife has convicted me of that and I have convicted myself because I, I am her first boyfriend. I am her first date. I am the image of what a man should be like for her. And first of all, that is also putting God at the forefront. I'm chasing God, you guys. Chasing him. But I have to, I have to treat my daughter and show my daughter, first amongst, first amongst it all, that I can love your mother and serve your mother as God has commanded me to. Yes, as, he, as, he commanded, as he commanded us to love the church, which is his bride, we have to love first our wife, first, first God, then our spouse and our children. And I must admit, guys, I'm not the best at that. And I hope that you can bring yourself to reality and be like, dang, Q is so transparent that man, myself, I'm not the best father. I have to look into the mirror and tell myself, listen, it's been years, bro. You've been immature for years. You about to be 28. It's game time or no time. You losing time. You losing time. As I said, fatherhood is a work of art that should not be taken for granted. I recognize that I have to be, it must be moving forward a positive example, understanding that my tongue and the words that I say are gonna shape my daughter. I have to speak words of affirmation. 
I have to affirm her that she's beautiful, that she's amazing, that she's intelligent. I tell her all the time, I say, hey, we're not good, but we're great. And she repeats it to me every night. I say, I say, hey, we're not good, but we're, she says, great. We're going to be great. But at the end of the day, I have to go back and look in the mirror and say, that day, was I great to my daughter? Was I great to my wife showcasing that, hey, if I were to get a man, dad, do I want that man to be like you? And I must admit, I don't want her to find someone like me. I want her to find someone greater than me. I have a lot of inconsistencies, but I I refuse to be inconsistent any longer. I'm telling you that. The commitment to change is palpable. A vow to overcome ignorance, immaturity, and disregard. The impatient, the unapproachable, the unloving, the I'm going to leave, I'm going to give up. Parenting approach. It is my due diligence to provide light on the darkness of fatherhood. It's not easy, guys. It's not easy. It's not for the weak, man. And I have to say this. I am proud of every African-American father, white father, Hispanic father, Asian father, whatever race you are, Indian, it does not matter. If you're present, be present and active. Because there's a difference between being present and you just sitting there, as I have done, and I'm not proud of it. But it's also a point to be active. Being an active father is what a dad is. Any man can be a father. Any man can put something into a woman and a woman give birth nine months later and you could be called father. But what it takes to be dad is something different. It's a different animal. It's a it's a whatever it takes mentality. And right now, guys, God has chastised me to the point of looking at my daughter, knowing that, listen, you have a you have a certain amount of time to influence her before she gets older and loses that daddy to what's up, pop? What's up, dad? I don't, I don't need any advice. I got my such and such friend. I got a boyfriend. Have a certain amount of time because time is fading. And plus, leaving your wife in a situation or your significant other in a situation to raise your child, they did not lay on their back or whatever, whatever. They did not do all that by themselves. You have to hold yourself accountable. And that's what I'm doing. From my own experience, being a present father, it correlates better for situations in the future with young women. A lot of the young women in today's society are so lost because of the lack of fathers. There's an, there's an, enormous number of African-American men who have children that are in prison that chose different paths which led to them being in a very unpopular place but I refuse that I refuse to be another statistic I refuse to go down the path in which you know my dad my dad went. It's not about that. Despite a lot of regret, I find hope 
in Jesus for restoration, forgiveness, and mercy. I have, I have to acknowledge, I have to acknowledge and acknowledge that I need God in this situation. That without him and me chasing and following him, my household will continue to be out of order. Therefore, I've been working on improving my relationship with God because if my daughter sees God through me, that she will seek God for herself and that she will seek a godly man. Though imperfect, that she will seek someone that seeks God above all things. And that's what I'm chasing. I'm chasing joy from the relationship with my daughter. I'm chasing joy for the relationship with myself and my wife. I'm chasing it. I'm believing it. I've reached out to men in my in my in my church group and you know they provided advice for me as a man as a father they let me know that it's not easy it's not an easy world you're gonna have bumps you're gonna have bruises you're gonna have disagreements you're gonna have a lot of different things but God is giving you strength where you're weak God provides people around you to surround you and love you and show you hey this is not an easy road but you can do it not because I did it but because you got God with you and you're holding his unchanging hand. And when you are doing that, the relationships that you have in your life will improve no matter what. Let me tell you this. This journey involves choosing joy over anger, active listening over ignorance, treating my wife like a queen, my daughter like the princess she is, and acknowledging my imperfections, being able to take accountability. You see, I draw strength from a supportive community, my parents, my family, my mentors, church, to be the best father I can be. I envision the future where God sends my daughter, a man greater than myself, and I won't have to put him in my trunk I won't have to put the gun to his head with no bullets in the chamber. I won't have to threaten him. But I can look and God give me the wisdom to pour into him. God gives me the vision to know that he is the right individual for her, for me to provide the right advice. This is simply about God's transformative power, the reconciliation of healing, and more. Let me tell you this. The true testament behind all of this is, though I grew up fatherless and I've walked into fatherhood not knowing the challenges that I will face, not knowing how to be an active father, not knowing how to be a present father that, that, that talks with positivity and, and joy and happiness, but let me tell you something. You know, I was in college, I was doing a ministry, and one day, God found me in my dorm and told me, he said, Quentin, you will never be a great father if you don't follow me. You will never be a great father if you don't reach out to your father and forgive your father. No matter what he's done, no matter what you've been through, no matter the years, the aches, the pains, the, the times you wish you had your dad, no matter how many times you were called Without your dad, no matter how many jokes people made that, you know, the Akon song, I'm locked up, they won't, it does not matter. So you ask for forgiveness for your father, you will not be the father in which you choose to be.
called my dad, texted my dad. We spoke about it, cried. We forgave each other. I forgave him for the rage and the hate that I had in my heart because I would never excel in this life with my own daughter. Because at the end of the day, I still struggle with it. But me and my dad, we talk about it. We joke about it. We laugh about it. And I'm going to tell you this, man. God has restored that fatherless relationship to fatherhood. I love my dad with all my heart. People don't understand that. A lot of people are going to listen to this and be like, dang, man, I know your dad. I know what he came through. But listen here, my dad cannot be judged by his actions because at the end of the day, he's giving it to God. He's surrendered to God and he's moving forward with his life. Therefore, you should not be judging him by his past, but by his future. He is not who he was and who he, he is now who he is. And that's a child of God. And I speak for my father and I stand 10 toes down. If you have an attitude about it, you come talk to me. You leave me a message. You leave me something in my inbox. But I'm going to tell you this. The man that I know today is not the man that I knew 20 years ago. You talk about restoration. My father is a father. And he's just not that. He's active. He's active with his granddaughter. He's active with his, 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 uh, his daughter-in-law. <laughs> he's very active. And I respect my dad. And I love my dad. And I know that if God can transform my heart and has done what he has done in, in my life with my dad, I am claiming it in the name of Jesus that as my daughter is just five, I have so much more time in my life to change generational curses and to do what God has commanded me to do, which is love God, love my wife and love my daughter just as he loved the church. And my daughter will know as she walks into motherhood that she has a father that's going to stand behind her, love her, play with her, and do the right things and not the wrong things. You know, as I sit down, sometimes I think about it. Won't God do it? And I believe he has, will, and will forever do as he said. Dear Father, coming from fatherless to fatherhood has been, it's been a journey. It still is a journey because I'm fresh in. Dear Heavenly Father, as my daughter listens to this later in life, that she sees the growth and knows that her father did everything he could to be the best father and active father in her life that loves her, cherishes her, empowers her, prays over her, reads over her, reads with her, take time to allow her to be herself. God, I'm not there yet. I'm not perfect. I'm not the perfect father. But God, I ask that you continue to restore me through you so that I can be the best father, active father, present husband, active husband, to take loads off my wife, to put my money where my mouth is because God, I refuse to let Satan take my daughter. I refuse, Father, in the name of Jesus to reflect a reflection of inconsistency, anger, rage, and immaturity. No longer, man. I'm done. God, I'm done. Father, I pray that someone on the other side of 
this mic say the same prayer and that they're done. That they be active with you. That you be active through them to be active to their family, Father. Jesus, I thank you for coming to down the cross and giving me the opportunity to have a fatherless experience, but to also thank you in this current moment for the restored relationship with my father. Those that are listening, that God, that you go within their their hearts, minds, and that they're able, able to forgive their parents, that they're able to move forward in life, that they know it takes time and it takes work, but they have to put it in and it's not easy. God, thank you for continually chastising me and showing me that the gifts in which you've blessed me with can be taken away at any moment. Thank you, God, for humbling me. Thank you, God, for my mentors. Thank you, Father, for my imperfect uncles. Thank you for my imperfect pastor. Thank you for the imperfect mentors, the teachers, the coaches, family members. Thank you. Thank you for them pouring into me while I was young. Father, thank you for an amazing woman who you have right beside you or in front of you, who is the sweetest woman I know that provided joy, happiness, and insight on what it takes to be an amazing person. Thank you for a mother who struggled to raise two men but did her very best through the power of Jesus. Thank you. And also, Father, thank you for my father. Though not present, thank you for his presence now. Thank you, God, for restoring that relationship. And Father, lastly, thank you for the beautiful gift that you bestowed upon me years ago, my daughter. Father, continue to allow me to grow in spirit maturity with love, joy, and a positive parenting approach so that she can be the best woman that you have designed and created her to be. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you find yourself resonating with my story, facing similar challenges in parenthood and life, I invite you to engage with me, leave a comment or like on this episode, because here at Generations Restored, we believe in power, shared experiences, and the hope that comes with every step towards redemption and growth. Until next time, remember that every story of restoration begins with a willingness to change.